1: Welcome back to Officially Unofficial, presented by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junta. We're joined with a special guest, the number 10th ranked prospect for the San Francisco Giants. Is that good? You tell me. Former second round draft selection. Is that good? You tell me. Matt McKelsky, how are we doing, brother? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing good, and I want to get, so- I want to get something straight here. So your middle name is John. My name is Johnny. Have you ever thought about going by MJ? Is that a nickname that's been thrown around every once in a while?
2: Uh, honestly, no. But that was my dad's brother's name and also my grandpa's name, so it just kind of fit. But uh, MJ, why not? I've Keep- I honestly gotten I've gotten Eminem more than MJ just because the M's. You
1: know. Okay, I was gonna say because you kind of look like Eminem, like with that, and that's and that like listen, this is just Caucasian dude to Caucasian dude. You kind of look like him. And I'm not
2: the beard now. So,
1: I mean, yeah, you're buzzing. I mean, you got the beard. You're doing all that stuff. I don't know if yeah, you just love to see it. But another thing that I have to bring up, and I think this is going to be a hilarious clip that's going to be surfacing through social media. What the fuck's going on with your profile picture for the minor league website? Have you seen it?
2: No, I mean, I don't really pay attention to
1: that stuff. No. I, have you seen it? No, I, I need one. I need you to see my, it. With a lot. My Maddie squints a lot. Yeah, it, it, it looks like they took it. how do I say this respectfully? It looks like they took the picture with you just directly facing the sun. like you, the sun was right behind the camera.
2: It was a tough it was a tough one but like I, that was off of a, a 13 hour car ride from Arizona. And okay Yeah that picture just it was right in the middle of the day and yeah that's my every single time I'm on the board that's the picture that pops up. But yeah I to yeah I'm real squinty. Yeah.
1: did you ask for a retake like what's the deal with that we got to start I like probably, obviously
2: I probably should but honestly it, it doesn't matter to me we're gonna but.
1: we're gonna get that for you we're gonna start <laughs> the campaign to get you a new profile picture it starts right here right now because we need a new one like obviously like I said decent looking guy with like Eminem like I mentioned and we got to at least like no squinting we got to get the proper picture here because listen I know what it's like some of these minor league teams you got a lot of fans that are blackout drunk that I've just don't really care about the game. They see that picture on the jumbotron. That's just an easy fucking chirp. Like you can't make it easy for these guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a layup chirp. But I mean, I got a bunch of layup chirps. You know, like well, I, give me I, another I, layup chirp. Let, let, let's start tackling these right now. Like making fun of yourselves, is the easiest thing. So give give me some layup chirps.
2: I mean, layup chirp, red hair. Get that one. Yeah, yeah that's stadium, a good one. Almost every stadium that I'm in. Um, I get long legs a lot.
1: That's a good one. That's a great problem to have, though. Like, for especially yeah. a short king like myself, 5'10.3, it's, it, having long legs is a great problem.
2: So yeah. good for you. Not not a terrible problem. And then, I mean, I don't know. I've gotten some good chirps before. Like, I've gotten some good chirps at regionals, like at, back in college and stuff like that when I was at a regional. Those are some good chirps. But that was just so many people chirping at you, you couldn't even make out, like, what was coming, like, which direction it was coming from. It was just like just taking it <laughs> just taking it the whole
1: time that i mean that's incredible shit because listen it, i i i can respect a guy that can that has like a little bit of self-understanding like listen you could chirp a couple things in me for me i'm short i wear glasses not the brightest i'm kind of dumb like that's just a lot of things like i'm not good i'm not athletic so there's just it's just understanding the type of stuff here that people can make fun of you with and another thing you 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 mentioned you went to fordham right so credit to me for doing the research on that um Who's the most legendary Fordham baseball player of all time? Who's the GOAT? That's a tough question, honestly. I mean... Are you? Because, I mean, a second-round pick here, you're doing hits with MLB Network and stuff. I mean, we got to go into you maybe, right?
2: I I would go way back. I would go way back to Pete Harnish. He was the, like, only Fordham draft pick who was a first-round draft pick. And then I would... Keep going back. Just, there's some dogs back in the day. If you go back in the record books, Nick Martinez, who's with the uh, Padres right now, he had that great run with Team USA, and he's he went to Fordham. I mean, there's some there's some dogs for sure. It's just very it's a very low key school, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think and I should probably know this because I'm almost positive we've had another Fordham guy on this podcast, but we're almost through like 155 guests. So I, I'm trying to think of who it is. I don't remember but I remember asking this question is Fordham a party school like is Fordham like a fun school oh yeah really
2: oh yeah I had a lot of fun at Fordham I mean it's a 15-minute train ride down to the city you know like you hop on the train you're you're in Grand Central in 15 minutes so like if you want to go out in the city you're right there and then Fordham's like a it's a bar school you know so like that that's what you sign up for you know there's no house parties because you're in the middle of the Bronx you're kind of in the middle of the hood and uh yeah I mean I had a great time that's also like New York is my home you know so I I, I was real close to home and I was real comfortable with my situation at Fordham and yeah I, I loved it there I know some people like have transferred out or some people don't really like it there or have their different opinions but I loved it there I had a great experience at Fordham.
1: Was there a, a part missing for you, like the element of having like a good, like a football team, like being able to go to like college game day and shit like that? Because obviously you, you, you did some time with Team USA. If I have that correct, right? Uh, no. No, no. So you never did. So Okay. So you, you got to face some of these teams. Like you got to face like obviously these big schools, and stuff like that. And you got to, yeah. I'm assuming, meet some of these guys. Just seeing their experience at college and like being able to like come out of a practice on Saturday and just immediately go tailgate with the boys for a college football game. Was that something that you were like, damn, I fucking wish I was a part of that? Uh,
2: Serious, so if I, if, I mean, a little bit. But at the same time, like, we would still, like, have a good time on, like, college football Saturdays. You know what I mean? Like, we'd have all yeah. the boys over and whatnot. But, like, it's not like we didn't go to the Fordham football games. It's not like it, it wasn't attendable. You know, we would go and stuff like that. We actually had our our ring ceremony my junior year they played richmond that year and richmond was like six and out, and everybody was writing fordham off and fordham actually beat them at home that was richmond's like first loss of the season oh. i remember yeah yeah and it was our ring ceremony so we went out like a halftime and they were beating them so i mean like yeah i've been to a couple football games at fordham but it, it's uh I would say it's about the same like college football. Like the tailgates at Fordham are lit. Like, I'll I'll be honest with that. Like, in the parking lot and stuff like that, they're lit for sure.
1: You're so you're selling me. Maybe you should be yeah. like one of the recruiting coordinators for Fordham baseball.
2: <laughs> like, just kind of you, you,
1: you could be a spokes guy.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I could sell the school pretty well. It's, it's not that bad.
1: I mean, I do have two years of eligibility left. Um. So I, I, I am 25, but I don't know if there's like a ticking clock or something along those lines, but. I would love to attend Fordham. Maybe we could get maybe we could get that going. Figure something out with that, but um I want to talk about the Fordham baseball team because like you said, I mean you guys were pretty good. I mean you're pretty competitive and all that type of stuff. So and this is this is a chance for you to kind of pump your own tires here. How nasty were you at Fordham? I mean second round draft pick. You must have just been absolutely And listen, like I said, this is a trust circle. I'm allowing you to do this. How good were you at Fordham?
2: Honestly, at my time at Fordham out of my four years, there was better pitchers than me almost every year, except maybe my last year. You know, like my freshman year, we had two or three draft picks. We had a kid who pitched for the Padres last year. And then um, my sophomore year, we had the A-10 Pitcher of the Year, who's with the Twins now. And then my sophomore and junior year, we had the A-10 Pitcher of the Year. So like, we were both in the same staff. And then my senior year, when I went back to school, that's probably the one year it could probably be like, yeah, I, I definitely was like the guy for our team that year.
1: But, but. you're being humble here. Cause I'm going to read your stats. Cause I'm a stack guy. Now Your senior or junior, I guess it's junior year, right? Yeah. Junior year. You had a oh. fucking one, four, five ERA and you were nine and oh. <laughs> like, come on, bro. You don't got to be <laughs> humble with me. Not it. Those are absurd stats.
2: That was, that was senior year but junior year was actually the COVID year. So I guess that was like the repeat, like COVID junior year. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that year was, is a special year for sure. Like, I think, uh, it's hard to not acknowledge that it was a great year, you know, but at the same time, like I'm, it's a completely different ball game up here. You know, like I, that, that's so far away from me, all, all that stuff and all that success is so far away that like, it's great to look back on that. And, like, every time I walk back into Fordham, I'll be able to think about that stuff. But I got to – it's on to the next one, you know? But yeah. It is pretty it is pretty crazy looking back on it for sure. But what I can definitely say is there was some fucking dogs at Fordham, like some guys that my freshman, sophomore, junior year that made me better because I would compete with them and try and get better and try and be better than them, you know? And those guys are playing pro ball now and doing their thing.
1: No, I got to respect that. But uh, so looking back on that, like that season, was that the season where, because before that year, were you projected to be this high of a draft pick or was it just like going into that year uh, after that absolute video game-esque type of year, were you just like, all right, I'm going to go high in the draft. Like I have agents calling me, teams are looking at me, watching my bullpen, watching my games. Like, was that when you realized like, oh, shit, I'm going to go high in the draft here?
2: Well, I mean how it really all started for me like getting interest like I really never thought I would get to the next level like my freshman year maybe sophomore year I saw it a little bit more after going to a regional at West Virginia then I went up to the Cape that summer yeah and that really like opened my eyes like hey like I could pitch well against better competition and I'm starting to get some questionnaires from scouts and some texts from advisors and stuff like that and I think that's when I started to really realize that I could like do something with this. And then obviously the COVID year, I went out and tried to do what I did my senior year, my junior year, you know, like that was the year right after the Cape. I wanted to go out there and just put it all out there, put it all on the line junior year, try and get drafted junior year. Boom, pandemic hits. Then that's when I was like, five round drafts might happen, might not happen. And then it didn't happen. And then that's when we went back to the drawing board and You saw the you saw the results, I guess. I mean, it's just I don't really it happened so fast that whole year to me, like my uh, Fordham senior year at Fordham, like graduating and all that stuff. It all happened so fast that like looking back on it, it's like I forget bits, bits and pieces here and there, you know.
1: Yeah. That's, I, I mean, it makes sense. The same thing with me. I, I forgot it majority of the wise because I was blackout drunk majority of my junior college career, but I do, I, I do understand where you're coming from in that aspect, but I got to bring this up also mentioning Fordham when I hear Fordham, I, I just could be in the name. I just think sophistication. Like it just sounds like a sophistication guys wearing Sperry's four inch inseam shorts is Fordham a frat school or like, how would you describe that type of school? Is it academic? Like, what is it?
2: Uh, it's a very good academic school. I, I would say, I think people go there for academic reasons, but I mean, how I would e- explain Fordham is like historic, like Vince Lombardi went there and coached there, you know? What? like Yeah. Like the, the Lombardi center is like where we work out, like where we do like infield for winter practices and stuff like that. It's called the, vincent lombardi holy setting. shit and then like vince scully went to fordham as well played baseball at fordham like when we were at west virginia vince scully actually called us the night before we played west virginia it was like good luck boys gave us like a, a little pep talk which is pretty cool and then uh yeah i mean like that's what i think i think like historic like even when you were saying all the uh all the numbers from my senior year like some of the stuff that I forget at the end of the year, some of the, like the historic numbers that like I ended up breaking with my catcher, you know, and like the battery that the relationship that we had. And just, yeah, it's just stuff like that. You, you think back on and it's just it's tough. It's t- like I miss it, but at the same time, it's. Yeah. I,
1: I, I wish I could go back to college. I'll say it. I, I, I was just having no worries in the world, just living the dream with the boys on the bus, you know, and you're still doing it. And I will give you this never take that shit for granted, you know, oh. like never take being with the boys and just being in a locker room for granted. Cause you never know when to get taken away from you and you hit below your body weight. So just exactly. enjoy that shit with the boys, because obviously I'm sure you guys have a great locker room, wherever you go, especially in the minors, There's tons of good guys. So yeah, just... I mean,
2: out here in San Jose, it's a great experience right now. We got some yeah. good dudes out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, you do. I looked at the roster, just absolutely electric dudes. But before we go into this, your minor league career, I got to ask you this. So, Obviously, you go second rounds, pretty, pretty good chunk of change. We're not going to talk about how much money you signed for. People can search it. What's the dumbest thing you bought? I've had people buy Gucci track suits. I've had people buy stupid cars right off the bat they can't afford. What was the dumbest thing you bought? Dumbest thing I bought? Or most expensive? One thing that took an absolute chunk out of the fucking bank account?
2: I mean, I probably spent a bag or two at Lulu. It's probably the. <laughs> thing you know what i mean lulu i'm I'm addicted to lulu that shit's fire but uh nothing really i could like stupid purchases no but yeah that, that's probably the dumb purchases i make because i'll just there's a huge lulu store here in san jose i'll just walk in there and be 200 bucks down or you know stuff like
1: that i mean so wait a second you're not in san jose where, where are you now we're in san we're in san
2: jose like i'm in I guess it's called like Communications Park. It's like little a little like hamlet of San Jose, but like if you go down to Santa Santana Row, is what it's called. Santana Row, that's like where all the big shopping is. Like,
1: okay, so- that's electric. That shit's yeah. sick, and yeah, it's, uh, it's sick because obviously, like you're from a part of the country that's pretty similar to where I, I obviously I'm from. Like I'm from the Toronto area, so uh, yeah. we experienced dog shit weather six months of the year, and so did you growing up. Oh, What's yeah. it like, be, like being in San Diego? Or San Jose, sorry. What's it like being in San Jose? Like, just the difference in it.
2: So, I wish I was in San Diego. San Diego sounds lit. I mean, Sick. sunny and 75 every day. My dad tells me that all the time. But San Jose is lit, too. Like, now that the weather is starting to turn and we're in the summer, it's just beautiful every single day. I mean, we just came back from Stockton. Which, when you go inland here, it's, it's a little bit hotter. But, yeah. I mean, you can't complain about the heat. Like, I'm a guy, like you said, I'm coming off of, four months of snow so it's like bring me all the heat i don't care you know
1: <sighs> dude I, i'm jealous of you because and obviously i know california it what's the stereo is it hot like really hot there or would you say new york summer's way hotter because you we deal with the humidity right
2: new york summer's way hotter because here it's like we're right by the bay like if this is san francisco this is san jose and then the bay is like kind of in between yeah so we're Bay, we get the we get the breeze from the bay so it actually like gets kind of cold at night you know i mean there's especially earlier in the season when we were playing games in like early april it would get cold at night for sure
1: wow yeah because i've seen like pictures of people at like padres games in the summer and they're wearing hoodies i'm like what the fuck are you wearing a hoodie for
2: <laughs> that's a little different i think people. i think that's that's a little different i think people are just I mean maybe the breeze is bad down there too I got no idea. I really But they're
1: got used that. to the heat, right? They are they're used to it always being hot so that like what's hot for them is different for us.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like for me like the weather's fucking beautiful out here. Like oh. there's yeah. And even in Arizona like people complain about the heat like down there and I'm just like dude, it's at least it's better than
1: snow, you know? People don't understand the shit that we go through like this side of the world like our summers, the humidity is enough to make you want to just dot. Like, for instance, it was 37 degrees. I, I don't work off Fahrenheit. Obviously, I'm Canadian. With, like, 100% humidity, I don't know how, what that equals out to. But with the humidity, it's like you can't breathe with how hot it is. It's way well, different than dry heat.
2: And on top of it, like, you said you're Toronto, like, New York. Like, the cities like that, when they're so bunched in together, it's yeah. just that hotter you know like being in the bronx in the summertime is fucking brutal like i remember the covid summer i would go down to the bronx like every now and then and it would just be absolutely scorching hot the sidewalks that you could see the paint just melting off oh, of it's just disgusting yeah
1: just a nightmare dude and na- yeah. people don't understand they're like oh it's not hot there it's like oh yeah dude it's it's fucking boiling
2: it's- here just so humid. It's like, and
1: even and even when I go to a Jays game and you're like sitting in the stands and the sun is beaming down on you with the humidity and it's just like you're in close quarters with people, it's the worst. It's the worst thing on planet Earth. So people don't understand that. But we got to go into your career. So obviously, we're still early in the career here. You've pitched a year yeah. and like a quarter. What was like the biggest difference that you noticed coming from college? Like your first experience, because you carved last year, not many innings, right? I believe five innings you threw or 5.1, yeah. something along those lines. What was the biggest difference you noticed?
2: Well, obviously you're throwing every fifth day now, you know, it's a little bit shorter, you know, you're not throwing like every Friday, you know, it's, it's, you're skipping a day now. I mean, there's a lot to adjust. Like the fact that I'm, I'm on the other side of the country and all that stuff. But I mean, I'm just taking it in stride. Like at the end of the day, I'm living my dream, you know, so I can't really complain. And I got like, we were talking about before I got guys down here, or out here that like are absolute dogs. And, they're the boys. Like I, I don't know how else to say it. I feel like we all get along and we're just having a good time and winning a lot of baseball games
1: for sure. Yeah, you guys are a wagon. And there's one prospect actually that I kind of want to talk about. I his name's not ringing a bell to me, but I I, I this is this right? Mark Marco Luciano or Luciano? Have you seen or came across that guy before?
2: Yeah, he's older than me though. I've I've never played with him. I've actually never been on the field with him. Really. Actually, I don't know if he's older than me, but no, like, he's
1: three years younger than you. He's
2: three years younger than me, but he's been in the organization longer than me. So he's like, I think he's in
1: high A. Yeah, he's, he's in, in high A. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's in. I yeah. think that's Eugene, right? Yeah, yes. that's Eugene. There's some dogs, man, and a couple of dogs oh, that yeah. I wanted to talk about. Very good friend of the podcast, Hunter Bishop. Have you come across Bish before? The Bish DJ. Is
2: Bish is a really good dude. Really good dude. I, I love Bish. He's a good dude. He's, I mean. I feel I have, like nobody ever said a bad word about that. He's such a good dude, you know. Like, yeah, know. no. The but. thing that I,
1: the thing that I love about him is it, actually it's I, I kind of I guess you could say I kind of hate about him. He's just good at fucking everything. You know, he was like a, a four-star quarterback recruit out of high school. Uh, went to ASU, first-round draft pick, raked at ASU, unbelievably good-looking. I'm gonna have to let him know about that. Next yeah, high school quarterback. I didn't know dude that. He no, he was he was disgusting i like. I, I don't know if he was a quarterback or wide receiver he was one of the two but he was like getting offers from like sec schools he was disgusting like arizona state he was gross and i i had his brother Braden on and he told me that i had bishop on right after so yeah he's i mean that guy's nasty is he one of the prospects in the system that you could say like is people are very very hyped about just based off how he was in college like is, is he talked about a lot i feel like
2: we're all pretty much talked about. But I mean, the thing with Bish is he's just such a good dude. Like everybody likes him, you know, like I feel like it's very easy to talk good about somebody when like you just like a dude, you know, and I, I think uh, a lot of people in this org are like that. And I, I think that's why this is a great org. I feel like every single time I step into the stadium at San Jose, like it's like a family type deal. And we're, we're going to war together every single day. And I feel like. The group that we got in San Ho and even the group above us and even the group in Triple AA, A, like the, the org in general, the minor leagues in Sam, San Fran, is, it's good. Uh, I like it a lot. I'm having a great time.
1: And another guy that I wanted to talk about, I think he's with you right now, actually. Yeah, he is. I'm really good friends with his brother, David. Will Bednar. What's this dude like? The guy that's just big time at me when his brother comes on, the best closer in baseball comes on. But I, it's Will Bednar. It's the most impossible dude to get on the podcast. What's what's Will's he like? Uh,
2: good dude. I like Will. I got, I got nothing bad to say about Will either. He was pro- one of my like first friends in the draft class. Like we met like, yeah, you guys were like, you guys went
1: one round, one round between each other, right?
2: Uh, he was the first rounder. Yeah. yeah
1: and you were, you were second.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. No, he, he's, uh, I mean, class acts like we got a bunch of class acts. I don't know. And then like our whole class, I feel like is just very tight. I mean, I was close with Mason Black, who was our third rounder. And then this kid, Seth Lonsway, who was our sixth rounder, I believe. I don't, I don't want to get that wrong, but like we were all on the same Cape Cod team, you know. And then even like another kid in our system, Brett Auerbach, we were all on the same Cape Cod team. You know, we were all real close from that summer, you know. And then the fact that we're all here together, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about. But it's, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm having a
1: great time. What's San Jose like? Like just is there a lot of fans there? Like do you guys pack the stadium? Like what what's it like?
2: So the stadium is. It was built in like the 1930s. But what? Like state of the it's nice. Like I I think it's nice. I mean some guys will. I mean some teams will not like it, whatever, because it's cold, or like the wind is always blowing at our yeah. field. But we we had a beer batter weekend not this past week we're in Stockton, but the weekend before, and man, we packed out, we packed it out. It was a, it was a good time. And we got those wins and took it over into Stockton.
1: It was good. I, lo- I love beer batters. I yeah. love beer. Yeah. I'm obsessed with them.
2: Yeah. No, it's a great, <laughs> like we have like the fact that they'll keep track on the board as well. Like we have like a nice little friendly competition with guys like in the bullpen and chirp guys. Chirp 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 here and there, like, oh look, you got you got this guy, you got that guy, shit like that.
1: That's so. so sick. Dude, if I'm the pitcher and I see that beer batter up, I'm just kind of letting the I'm letting the army eat a little bit. I don't care. Like, if I could get in, I'm letting that eat. I want to give the fans a show. Have you had an opportunity to pitch when there's a beer batter?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: How electric is that? Like where people just go in bananas when you strike the dude out?
2: For sure. I got to strike out uh, beer batter on opening night, which was nice. That was cool. But I mean, I think everybody in the org who has played in San Jose can all agree with that statement that you just said. Like, yes, like when the beer batter is up, it means more. It just means <laughs> like it just means more, you know? Like you want the crowd to fucking get hype, get into it. And yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a it's fun. Like it, it just brings the fun into the game. And I think like that's just the way it's supposed to be played. Like you're supposed to like want the fans to be hyped up and stuff like that, even for like a, a Wednesday game. You know, it's it's a good
1: time. There's another guy that's on your team that I want to talk about. He's not even in your top 30 prospects, which is absurd by the way. Wow. Vaughn Brown, dude. This guy's hitting 347, 14 nukes, 41 RBIs. What the fuck? What's yeah. this
2: dude's problem? He's he's on one. He's on one. I mean he's not with us anymore. Vaughn Brown, he's I mean, he's another one where, like, we first met, we kind of hit it off. He's just a good dude, in and out stud. Like, he's one of those guys that just plays hard day in, day out. And I don't have a bad word to say about him either. Me and Vaughn are, are real tight. Good dude. Wow. I yeah. mean, I,
1: I got to get this dude on the show. This, 347, dude? What?
2: what Every single it, what? person on our team was, like, you could ask anybody on our roster, they'll all tell you the same thing, like,
0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Is he one of those guys that you play with where it's like, this guy's going to be in the show? Like, you know, like, is there certain guys that you play with? And by the way, he had 1,064 OPS. Like, what the fuck? is he one of those guys where you're looking at him and you were playing with him and you're like, that guy's going to be special someday in the show. Is he one of those guys?
2: I, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I, I I really do. Cause he's, he's a good kid in and out. And I think like he does everything the right way. And he, he plays hard day in, day out and like puts his body on the line. He's, he's ran into the wall at San San Jose is like metal. It's a metal wall. He's run into that wall, like three, four, five, six times, like countless amount of times. Like kids just, putting it all out on the line every single time he goes out there so dude
1: you guys are disgusting I mean your record is 43 and 26 like how fun is it to go to the ballpark every single day and just absolutely fucking dog walk teams like literally dog walk teams.
2: yeah it's it's fun it's fun but I mean at the same time like there's definitely it's ups and downs you know you definitely have like even days when you're winning like there's definitely it's ups and downs you know like maybe you just didn't have all your stuff out of the pen that day, or you didn't have the best start you wanted that day. But I think what's so special about this team is everybody's picking each other up. Like when somebody's doing bad, somebody else is picking them up. Somebody's picking that guy up. And I think like, that's just the sign of a really good baseball team. I think like we're, we're not out of any game. We could be down seven, nothing. and We're not out of that game, you know? And I just think uh, it's special. I think for my first full season, I wouldn't want it to be any other way. Like most of our guys are here. Like I'm just, am having a great time.
1: Yeah, and you have that guy. I mean, I'm looking at your roster right now. Mason Black, dude, one five seven ERA. And then you have Evan Gates with a 0.76. Like, is, that, the, bull, is that bullpen electric?
2: Yeah, both of those guys are in high end. But they were electric when they were here.
1: Oh, they're okay, both, they're not there uh, anymore.
2: Yeah, well, Gates is in Eugene. Yeah, they're both in Eugene now.
1: Where is Eugene? Is that Oregon?
2: Oregon, yeah. Wow. Credit to me in for Northern. knowing that. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is, so obviously, being in the California minor leagues kind of system, obviously there's a ton of ton of places you guys visit where it's safe to say it's not ideal. I've heard stories about. Do you guys play Modesto or is that Double A? Uh, we
2: actually play Modesto this week.
1: Oh, in Modesto?
2: No, at home. At okay, home, but good.
1: I I I don't recommend playing there.
2: We opened up in Modesto.
1: How I've heard stories. We've had some of our funniest minor league stories from there. We've had stories um of. I believe it was from Donnie Walton, who's on, in, your, in the Giants system now, actually, plays in the show. He told a story of a fan climbing a light pole with a machete in Modesto. And I've heard other stories of guys, like, in the middle of games, just, like, gunshots firing out from the street across from them. Like, I, I, that place is fucked. Like, what was it, was it like that when you were there? I mean, the one thing I could say about Modesto
2: is there was a huge car fire like a huge accident, or no, maybe not even an accident. We were trying to figure it out for like the longest time during this. (laughs) And we thought there was an accident on the highway and there was this huge like flame, you know, like it, it was, cars were driving right by it. But then we had guys going on Google maps and there was a junkyard and we were hearing like these popping sounds and what was really popping were these cars. It was just cars just in this junkyard, just boom.
1: Oh my God. We're
2: obviously like miles away, but like this, this is a burning flame. Like we had, we had guys like peeking over because the bullpen is kind of, you had a perfect view of it. You know, you kind of all you had to do was turn your head around and just look. And yeah, it was a huge flame. It was crazy. And uh, honestly, it was going on for like three, four innings. Like it was insane. It really was. That was probably the craziest thing that's happened in Modesto. But, Yeah, I mean, Stockton, they tell you it's it's pretty dangerous in Stockton. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I'm from New York, so.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. You are from New York. You are from New York, so that's something that you got to, like, obviously take with a grain of salt. Maybe some stories were exaggerated because they're from better parts of the country, but so – What's like the weirdest place you visited? Like a place where you're staying in like a very like gross hotel. Just it's not ideal because we had funny stories of guys like pulling up their bed sheets and it's just full of blood, like under the covers or just yellow shit, like sweat. What was, what's it been like for you? Have you had any like weird hotels or places you visited?
2: You know, honestly, the giants do take care of us. They, they do. We are in pretty nice hotels, so I can't really, I mean, I think that the hotels sometimes are like a little outdated but they're still nice. If that makes sense. Like they might the furniture might be a little bit old, like the desk that holds the old coffee maker or something like that. Like it might be a little bit old but still a nice hotel and they do a good job of like keeping us close to the stadium. Like I love the way where we just came back from Stockton is set up like it's a literally a 2-minute walk to the stadium. You just wow. walk from the to the stadium and then from the stadium back to the hotel after the game.
1: So so yeah i mean i I guess it all depends on the association organizations i know it's the a's have it tough like some of their minor league guys like wow that that's just tough but so you mentioned it being your first full year in the minors and stuff like that how hard has it been to like adjust to it because obviously you went to fordham which is close to home for you right i mean it's like driving distance from your house i'm assuming or close to it at least now you're far as fuck you're on the other side of the country so how hard is that to like adjust for you like just having to really live alone pretty much like
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's an, I think that's an adjustment for anyone, you know? And I think uh, just kind of taking it in stride, knowing that like not every day is going to be perfect. There's going to be, it's bumps in the road on this journey. And I think like, yeah, being across the country and being that far away from home, that's an, that's an excuse for a lot of guys. But I think like being able to say that I played in a bunch of summer ball leagues growing up and, I was away from home all summer anyways. Like it's something that you kind of are used to, you know, but.
1: Yeah. And this is the true circle here. I want you to be as completely honest with me as possible. What time zones the best? Are you an Eastern time zone guy? Are you a Pacific stand? Like, where do you stand on that? Which one do you think is king?
2: Time zone guy. I heard something about time zones that they were getting rid of time zones.
1: Did you hear about that? No, yeah, you, know, you know, okay. I think what you're hearing is they're getting rid of daylight savings time. Daylight savings, okay. Yes. But yes. What, is, what does it mean? So we're not turning back our clock. Yeah. So there's no turning back the clock. It's just whatever, because yeah. because you know, right? So our, on our part of the country, or I guess we're, like I mentioned, we, we're not in the same country, but it gets dark as fuck at like six o'clock on yeah. at the end of the summer when they change the clocks. They're changing it now, so they're not having to do that. So it like it gets dark at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock when it should be fucking getting dark. So I think yeah. that's what they're doing.
2: Turning into Arizona. That's what yeah. Arizona, Arizona just stays the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think Arizona is the best time zone because they don't switch. They don't have to go back or or forward. I mean, I don't know. I think it's hard to say the East Coast is not the best time zone.
1: You know. Well, but, look, and listen. So I'm a sports guy. You're a sports guy. I'm assuming you like football, like you mentioned, shit like yeah, that. Eastern time. Right, I, like they're not- yeah, I just can't imagine a Sunday night football game at 5 p.m. or a Monday night football game at 5 p.m. Right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I think like that's why it's superior because you're going even when people are like mentioning a live event, they they say let's just say 8:30 Eastern time, 9 o'clock Eastern time. So like even that is showing you that it might be a little bit superior to other time zones. You know, I'm with it's you. It's prime time before
1: the rest i'm with you i think eastern time zone is king i i might be a controversial take but just hear me out like for instance you're gonna want to go watch a you want to go how do i say you want to you're a yankee fan you live in san francisco right you live in wherever the game starts potentially when you're leaving work like 4 p.m if you're working a basic eight to four or nine to five job majority of the games of teams you enjoy watching are starting when you're at work you have no time in between at least here Obviously, if people get off work, they like to work out, do stuff, whatever. You have yeah. two hours, three hours in between to do whatever the fuck you want, and then you could go watch the game. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. I, I find it crazy to me that it's, like, how different it is. I, I don't know. Well, I just- I'm
2: a big UFC guy, too, so, like, it's tough for me to be on this coast, and, like, obviously, on the East Coast, the main event fights, like, don't start until 12 o'clock. You know what I mean? So, like, Usually 12 o'clock you're done with your done with all your baseball stuff for the day. But like out here, it starts at eight, nine, you know what I mean? Like the main event is starting at eight or nine. So I'm missing that. Like that's when our games are. So I'm completely missing the main event. Sometimes, sometimes I'll be able to get back here and watch like the last two rounds of the main event. But like, it's
1: like, yeah, no, it's a great point. It's a great point. And I'm going to die on this hill. Eastern time zones better. Just based off the fact that, listen, okay. Sunday, Sunday football, right? It's football Sunday, these games are starting at one o'clock when they should be starting. Like, imagine living in California, the first NFL game kicks off at 10 a.m. I what? can't believe
2: that. It's like watching a game in London.
1: Yeah, it's exactly like that. I, yeah. I can't believe it. I, I see. And then, for instance, college football, I'm a massive college football fan. The first game kicks off at 9 a.m. your time. Like, what? Don't sign me up for that shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's brutal. I didn't even think about it like that because we were in Arizona last fall for the start of football season. So I think the games would start around like 12 or maybe 11.
1: Yeah, 11. Right? It's 11. I think it's two-hour difference.
2: That's even early, you know? Like, that's pretty crazy too. But that's like maybe a little bit more of a perfect time, 11, 12. Yeah. Right? Start start moving around. Get your morning football in, get your afternoon football in, then your night football, and then go out. Yeah, so
1: maybe we could argue that Eastern Time Zone's not king necessarily. We could say Arizona Arizona Times the best. I don't know what that time zone's well, called. Arizona Standard Time, I, but
2: could be a close second. It's low key a close second. Yeah, just has to be. like if we're if we're bringing sports into it, like it's low key a close second just because of that setup. Like eleven o'clock, most people are up by eleven o'clock. Games are on. Get to go morning lunch.
1: Dinner. exactly no it eases you into it i respect that that's a great take that's a really good take so has that do you do you notice when you go back to new york especially when you're coming from cali and stuff like that or even when you go visit family or call your family do you notice like do you get jet lagged and stuff like that like do you notice a massive difference just living off of what you're living off of right now
2: uh maybe for like the first couple of days i'll feel a little jet lagged but i like i said I've, I've been traveling for baseball or for sports like whether it's baseball, basketball, football. Like, I was traveling for sports all the time. So, I mean, I'm used to going different time zones, all that good stuff. And, I mean, junior year, I think, we went to GCU. That was the first time I had ever been out to Arizona. And, like, I kind of, like, fell in love with Arizona just because of my favorite
1: state. That's my favorite state in the U.S.
2: Just because of the heat. Like, I literally just loved it because it's always hot there. And then on top of it, everywhere there, A.C., just yeah. walk nice like subway and it hits you in the face with like the coldest AC you've ever felt yeah
1: someday. Arizona's the best state in the. US in my opinion not even remotely close I think Arizona's king it's right it's close to ever? Vegas. Are close you, to, what where, where are you at right now I'm in Toronto I'm close to Toronto yeah, I'm just in- wearing an Arizona hoodie because listen I I get roasted for this I when I my travel team I always used to go to the Arizona Fall Classic in okay. uh, Peoria. And I would just buy as many fucking college hoodies as possible. Like, I have Arizona. I was wearing Arizona State yesterday for Bish. We'll we'll pretend it was for Bishop. And, yeah, I just – I love the college – I'm a Michigan fan, so I might get roasted for this, but not in the same division, so it's fine. Not in the same conference, but, yeah, I I love Arizona. Arizona's the best state. My brother's a Michigan fan. I can respect (laughs) that. So you're and your brother would get along. Let's go into your pregame routine though, right? So I'm a big – I love the off-field shit. I love the superstitious type of people. Are you a superstitious dude?
2: Uh I mean I try not to be but like I'll I'll have like certain things that I I would say uh, I mean not really like it's just tough like I do wear like ankle socks under my like high socks you know what I mean like I, I just that's just something that I'm comfortable with that I got to do like something that I'm always like the routine is always the same like the pre-game routine is always the same something that people always think is weird is like doing handstands before a start and do handstands before a start I just like to keep it loose like to keep it fun but uh I think um like the night before maybe like something something greasy I usually like, like to get like a nice greasy like pizza or something like that like when I was in college I'd always get like a fat like pizza on arthur avenue you know
1: and so, so so your pre-game routine is just eating like an like a common man like that's your that's yeah. your pre-game routine eating the most fattest thing on the fucking planet
2: yeah i mean i mean realistically like why not like it's stress-free you know you're just trying to go out there with as less stress as least stress as possible and like i think if you're eating relaxed and staying relaxed the night before, I think that's what's going to help out there. But I think I'm trying to think of more. I, I, it's kind of lame that I don't really got any other, like. Pre-game. So do you
1: like, do you, do you like have a dip before the game? Like Zin pouch? Like do you, uh, what, what music do you listen to? Like what, what like that type well, of stuff?
2: I'm like a, I'm a New York hip hop guy, you know, like I'm Biggie, Jay-Z, 50 cent. Like that's my pregame playlist. That's my playlist usually everywhere, but. I'm, uh, every time I go out there, like each walkout, I like to, I like to switch my walkout up. That's probably a thing that I, I do. That's kind of different, I guess. Like I switch my walkout each start. I don't have like one specific walkout.
1: Okay. I, yeah, I, I love the switching up of the walkout. I love just going into the walkout music type of stuff. I just think it's the greatest thing of all time. Just kind of hearing people's reasonings behind it. Um, and actually, I I I, I, I shortchanged you. I said you were the tenth ranked prospect or the ninth. So credit to me for actually figuring that out and just absolutely fumble fucking it. Another fun fact here: you're actually your birthday is four days after mine, so we're, we 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 share the same birthday month. Shit,
2: there you go. May 8th.
1: you're May eighth. I'm May fourth. It's just yeah. That this is why the friendship here. Like I said, I'm buying in on you early here because this is what we're doing here. When you make that show, you're gonna know. You're gonna look back and be like, my birthday friend. My number one, the number one podcast for Ford, me. Ford. We're grinding, like we're 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 in this together now. I'm grinding well, with you throughout the minor leagues now.
2: No, nah, honestly, like the one thing I could say about I've gotten along with almost every person I've met from Toronto.
1: I think wow. I've, met,
2: like, I've met like three people from Toronto, all like
1: great dudes. That's like nah, that's just Canadians, though. That's like that's Canadians, that's but. Just can- but okay, who who What other Toronto people have you met? Like in the system and the minors? Like how, how do you know well, Toronto people?
2: So, I played. Who's up in Eugene right now? His name's Max Wright. Absolute stud, like gem beauty. Absolute dude. Yeah. And um, yeah. I mean, met him, and then I played with some kids out in. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. In your in your summer league or what? I, I want to say, like, uh, Martha's Vineyard. I played out in Martha's Vineyard.
1: Oh, I know Max Wright. He went to Indiana State, right? I played Indiana against State. him.
2: Sycamore. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. he's a year younger than me. I, yeah, I played against him because 18 New Year, we played against each other. I know exactly who that is. Yeah, yeah. I know Max Wright. He's actually pretty good, actually. I think, he yeah, he, nah, he's not he's bad. A,
2: he's good. Nah, I mean, he's another one of those kids, like, in our class that we all just kind of hit it off and we all gel together, like, the beauty. Good. Dude. Yeah.
1: He's a good dude. That's I, I, yeah, good to hear. It's good to hear that the, uh, the Canadian kids are just uh, making a positive impression on you. And I, I got to go into this because I I'm obsessed, especially cause you're like an early on prospect. I'm obsessed with reading like the horny scouting reports that these 40 year olds write about you guys. And unfortunately, like, there's no horny stuff here. Like no one, like, I'm not hearing anything about your thighs. Um, yeah, it's all I, all I'm reading here is you change your delivery. Uh more compact, shorter arm action. Maybe talk about that for a second. Let's go into the analytics of shit. What did you do with your delivery?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess after the five-round draft, um didn't obviously didn't work out, you know. Yeah, wasn't the right fit with a couple teams and then got calls after the draft, wasn't willing to sign. And I was just like, right after the draft, I knew I was going back to school, called my coach. I was like, I'm going back to Fordham for my senior year and I'm gonna graduate and that's what i'm gonna do and uh kind of sat down took took a break for like 10 days i would say from like throwing and stuff because leading up to the draft i was like throwing throwing bullpens getting ready to go and then for like 10 days kind of took like a little bit of a shutdown and the one thing i wanted to do was like throw harder more consistently and because i was probably like throwing like 89 91 my junior year but like the numbers were there like I like the COVID year the numbers were there it just wasn't wasn't throwing hard enough so then I bumped the velo up it was like 92 94 sitting that, uh, my senior year and then on top of like shortening the arm action I think it just made me a little bit more in time with the rest of my body so I think my body just wants to go 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 and I think like being so long in the back half was like making my arm lag. So I think it really just timing wise, like got me into better timing and like with the rest of my body, but analytically the the biggest thing that we were looking at was like spin efficiency, you know, like each time I picked up a fastball or, or threw a fastball, you know, we wanted to see how much of a percentage of the spin efficiency that I could get on that fastball, you know? And like, each time at Fordham, like we were on the Rap Soto, like each time out that fall, my senior year fall, it got better and better and better. It went from like 79% from like the first start of the fall to the last start of the fall. It was like 98%.
1: Wow. That's yeah. sick. Because that's,
2: that, that's a huge part of my game, I feel like, like deceptiveness, you know, right. and like doing the short arm action is being deceptive. And then on top of it, like, spin efficiency, if it's 98%, I'm throwing a 92-mile-an-hour fastball, it's just going to look that much harder, you know? Or 93-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball, it's just going to look that much harder, you know? So I think that's where analytically I worked on it a little bit. And then other than that, like – because I'm trying to bring you back to that summer because I, I don't really have that many, like, resources. Like, obviously now it's different. Like, analytically we're breaking shit down, doing more – But that summer, it wasn't like we had, like, the best resources, especially, like, if you tried to go onto a field in New York, like, you're getting the cops called on you because you weren't supposed to be outside, you know, you're supposed to be quarantined. Yeah. Like, like shit like that, where we had to deal with that. I I always think about that and think about my buddies from back home that are always, like, hit me up, like, asking me how I'm doing, and I'm just like... At least we're not getting kicked off the fields right now. At least we're playing baseball. That's a know? good.
1: That's a good perspective <laughs> to have. So, <laughs> ha, have you actually hit triple digits, or is this fucking scouting report just lying?
2: I think that's eyewash. I think that's. I think that's eyewash. To be it honest, says,
1: uh, yeah, it says <laughs> sitting in the mid nineties and reaching triple digits with plenty of carry up in the zone. I was gonna say if you're hitting triple digits, let's fucking go. But is that that that's not that's not true? You're debunking that.
2: Um, I'm debunking that.
1: I've, I have
2: debunked that one ever since it came. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, it's not about velocity for me. Like, for me, like, that's great. Like, I I got to that point, whatever. But, like, it's not about – it's about pitching, you know? Like, I'm a pitcher. I'm not a, a velocity thrower, you yeah. know? And, the, feel like, a, a bunch of guys, like, get that mixed up. You know? Like, there's velocity that comes behind it, but I'm trying to pitch out there. I'm trying to – Strategize, set guys up. And that's another adjustment that I could definitely work on from college to now, you know, rather than like, just like, all right, I'm going to bully this kid with a fastball. You know, I'm going to have to set up, adjust, game plan a little bit here. What am I going to do here? When I, in and out, up and down, stuff like that.
1: I'm just glad we can debunk that. I'm glad that that's what we could do. Uh, we're just debunking yeah. rumors yeah. over here. And the last thing that I wanted to end with is obviously, like, we're, we're talking about projections and stuff like that, who's one guy in the show that you've been, like, compared to, or one guy that you watch and you kind of model your game after, because obviously with the short arm, like you mentioned, I guess you can kind of compare yourself to, like, Lucas Giolito, maybe in that aspect, of like, a short arm type of guy, very deceptive.
2: That was a part of the story that I, that we kind of left, or I left out, but we kind of sat down, like, me and my cousin, like, as a team, you know, and we sat down, and we, we looked at guys who were doing the short arm action, so like Plesak, Bieber, uh, Giolito. So we looked at those guys and, like, tried our own version of it, if that makes sense. Like, realistically, like, I didn't use, like, one of those, you know, like those arm pass things that, like, you put in the front and yeah, kind of, like, pull out. I I didn't use one of those. I just – realistically, I just thought about throwing, like, a quarterback because I played quarterback my whole life, so, like – that's what i thought about like just throw start throwing like a quarterback stay in the pocket stay in the tube and see how it goes and immediately i saw the change like fastball had a little bit of life to it and then it had more life on my breaking shit as well change up became like a lot sharper as well so i think that's when i when i first saw it and i was like oh, all right we we could build off of that here But I would say if I was trying to emulate some guys, it was like those guys. Like when I was going through that change, that process, it was like those guys were the guys just because they were doing it already. That made sense.
1: That makes more sense. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, like Lucas Chulito is probably like the poster boy, especially with the Cy Young type of year he had and stuff like that. So he's the definition of a short-arm guy.
2: Even Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray is a big guy that I I look at too just because like – he, he used to be real long, like me. Like, he used to be Madison Bumgarner long. Yeah. And now, like, it, then he went from real short. And then he went to the perfect medium, almost, right? Like, he's, like, he's still short, but he's still got that kind of, like, long down here. And then he gets it up and going, you know? Yeah. So, I think there's the happy medium as well. Like, not being too short where you're crocodiling it and not being so long. but everybody as long as you're delivering the pitch, you know, everybody's going to be different. And I, I just felt like that was going to help me. And it it ended up working for me, you know, like somebody can start trying to do it tomorrow and it won't work. You know, they, they need to be long and athletic and long with their top half, you know? So,
1: yeah. And this is the last thing actually have your New York friends and family been like, Oh man, there's Maddie gone fucking California on us. Like just based off of the way you act now, I guess, or some shit. Like, are they like, you're just a fucking Cali kid now. Like you're wearing, I'm surprised you're not wearing the fucking shark tooth necklace. Just come yeah. in the dream in Cali. Is that something that like your friends are like, Oh, there he is. No, not a New York guy anymore. He's a Cali kid now.
2: Nah, I, I hope not. I hope they're not talking about me like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I would say they're all very supportive. You know, I'm always keeping in touch with the bunch of my friends and obviously family back home and, They're they're all very supportive and hoping that I'm doing well. And actually speaking of necklaces, I had a start yesterday. Won't really talk about it. It was a tough one. But at the same time, through a pitch, chain broke.
1: That see, that's just bad juju. If that happens to me, I'm telling the coach, take me out. Cause that just means bad stuff's gonna happen.
2: It was just insult to injury. It was already it was already
1: bad. (laughs) Yeah, well, the thing is, right? You're still, I mean, you're still grinding and learning your shit, obviously. It's like that's why like I generally don't think obviously you have to keep stats in those leagues, but I think the more like what matters more is like you mentioned, like the spin rate, all that type of stuff. That is something that scouts are probably looking at, or your check cross checkers looking at more compared to like what your stats are down there, because there's guys that get called up that are have like nine ERAs If they're just putting up good spin rates and RPMs and stuff like that. Right.
2: As long as we're learning, you know, and that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to be a sponge. I'm trying to learn every day. And I think like, it's very easy to learn here when you got ex big leaguers as your coaches and you got a great group of guys that you're excited to go to the field with every single day. You know, it's you're learning and having fun at the same time. And then on top of it all, you're winning, you know?
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, anyways, man, it was a pleasure to have you on. Obviously, like I said, we're getting you early here. Like we did the same thing with Cade Cavalli. And now he's the number one prospect for the Nationals. Humble brag, is that good? So we're just, like I said, we get the guys early. We buy the stock when they're grinding. They're getting into the early stages. And then when you make it to the show, we're your guys now. Like, that's that's what we're doing. This, this is a partnership. We're both, we're both a rocket ship here. So you just love to see it. But I appreciate you coming on this, man. Obviously, keep doing your thing. Number nine ranked prospect. So no one getting in the double digits for him. It's number nine. And I appreciate you doing this, man. Thank you for hopping on
2: for having me seriously i'll be on soon thank you for having me
1: thank you for listening to officially unofficial make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on itunes and follow us on twitter at a fish on a fish pod and on instagram at officially unofficial pod thank you